Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start this thing off, people. Let's do it. What right does a man have to rule another? I think it is so bad, ladies and gentlemen, that if I invented a particular device, pretty soon I'd have to get a permit from the state to use my own product. You cannot get rid of tyranny by fighting tyrants. For a very good reason. Tyranny doesn't exist independently of something else, which is more important. There is a something else which has to be defined before you know what tyranny is. What's that? It's opposite. Freedom. They are not independent of each other. These are not two different things which are at opposite ends of the pole. They are one thing of which the one is a negation of the other. They say, why don't you get into politics? You know, why don't you try to run for office? Then you can create change. You don't create change when you're in office. They tell you what to do. This is how we create change, by getting this information out to the masses. We can do more in one year than someone can sitting in office for eight years. Together they can break us. We are strong. Divide us and the road leads to destruction. Don't you fall prey to Babylon. They want to pull us all in different directions. So they take you from the root and teach you their own truth. Open up your mind, please don't you be so blind. I'm not in it for the fame, I'm in it for the love. When it's all said and done, we're more than blood. Good evening and welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. It is podcast number 125. For those of you keeping score at home, it is the 14th day of April 2016. And I am your host, Jake Counts, coming to you live literally and figuratively, from Home of the Walking Dead, Sonoya, Georgia. Uh, with me tonight on the podcast, um, probably the last one for a couple weeks, will be Josh Wiley of StatelessHomesteading.com. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. As always. Um, the interesting thing coming out now, Josh, that we have to work with is the... Um, is your big migration, and we'll. Uh, I guess we can talk about your migration once uh, once everything is settled. But Josh will be embarking on a um, an interesting journey over the next couple of weeks. So everybody, wish him love and light and good vibrations, or whatever you believe brings you um, some semblance of karma. He needs good energy, but um, yeah, yeah. So. Please don't please don't be talking about love and light when my departing flight is on the the beginning of the season of sacrifice. April 19th, baby. 19th of May 1st. That's, well, somebody's yeah, got to be, somebody's got to be part of, at hand. yeah, somebody's so, got to be part of the blood rituals, Josh. Hey, have yeah, you ever, so have I, you ever, if, if I get MH17, I'll miss you guys. <laughs> have you ever heard my story about uh, flying out to, uh, to Texas to see my grandmother? No. So this is when I figured out that numerology wasn't exactly what I was told it was when I was a kid. Um, I was um, leaving at one thirteen. Uh, Wait, whoa, whoa, 
you were told that numeral you were told about numerology when you were a kid. I you had, had an a, understanding of it. No, I had a preconceived notion of like the number thirteen and just the, like the rudimentary stuff. Oh, like unlucky numbers. Yeah, yeah. there you go. The uh, yeah, childish stuff that the majority of the American public still subscribes to, um, uh, like voting. But um, oh, wait, I got to give myself one. Where is it? Hold on. Yeah, I got to get myself home for that. All right. Well, um, so I get uh, I get there to the gate. The flight leaves at one. It got pushed back. It now leaves at one thirteen. It is at gate A thirteen, and it is flight thirteen thirteen. And I was seated in flight or seated in row thirteen F, and the plane did not crash. I figured if that didn't hold up to the quote unquote superstitions, that it was probably a bunch of garbage. So. That was my little. Uh, that was my little story. I think you'll be just fine. Let's hope. Well, yeah, <laughs> let's hope. Well, um, on the show today, everyone, we are going to get into a couple of different topics. Um, I, I'm still trying to sift through these Panama Papers. Josh and I talked about them briefly. Josh, if you want to talk about that, we can. I do have another episode of everyone at We Are Not Cattle's favorite new game show. Alex Jones NLP contest featuring your host Jake Counts and the contestant Josh Wiley and uh, Josh I have a bonus segment for you at the very end of the Alex Jones uh, NLP that'll probably take up about 15 or 20 minutes towards the end of the show and we're going to have a segment that we're going to call Josh predicts the future so stay tuned for that um, what do you want, what do you want to get into? I was, Hey, let's, let's continue with our conversation that we were having b- before we actually went to recording and, and went live about, um, about the, uh, silver prices. If you wanted to chat about that briefly, or we can talk about, uh, well, sure. we can talk because about that... the election. We can talk about whatever you no, want. No, I've no, got no, a, no, I got not, a few. We're not, cl- talk, we're not talking about this election. If we, come on, if, we, if a word of it is even uttered, I'll, I'll close the window <laughs> post haste. Uh, no, yeah. because talking about the silver fix would kind of play into your uh, your our, our new segment for the end of the show. Josh predicts the future. Okay, Although, well, should we save it? it? No, no, no. This this works just fine because this is actually Josh doesn't predict the future at all. He just reads the fucking policy papers and lets you know what's going on because it's not that goddamn hard. You moron! You just look at the primary sources, but that title might be a little bit. You had two coins. You had two coins. I was slow on the draw on that one. I was not ready. I was not (laughs) ready. All right. So for those of you new to the show, uh, Josh is a self-proclaimed foul-mouthed millennial. And so every time he uses profanity, since I'm trying to clean up my show, and I don't care what Josh does. He's a free and independent human being. He can speak however he wants to. He has a First Amendment right, and he has freedom of speech and freedom of thought and freedom of expression. But he does get some of these. Every time. All right, so continue, man. Indeed, hopefully the silly th- sound effects don't throw you off from a very serious thesis. No, I, I will save them towards the end of your of your thoughts from now on. So I will go ahead and categorize them hmm. as we go along. Go ahead. I'm just I've been so on edge with this ridiculous east west changeover process, Jake, that we've been documenting for a long time. On your show and in blog posts and stuff like that. Because to to you and I, at least, as people who have a fundamental understanding of how, where the Anglo-American establishment has come from, birthed from Cecil Rhodes and the Round Table and this total assimilation of 
virtually every party at least acting in on the grand chessboard over the past century, I would say that hand has been involved there. So when you look at something like gold and silver price fixing and the transfer of, of precious metals, but primarily gold from west to east through this lease-in, lease-out rehypothecation scheme that's been going on post-2008, a lot of the alternative media kind of glom onto that theory uh, because it's, it's their last vestige of hope that maybe... Just maybe the BRICS Bank is uh, is a a force for good in the world. It's, it's a buddy. Uh, it, it's a it's yeah. a good, it's a buddy. It just wants to give you a hug. Yeah, it's a good guy as opposed to dialectic. So, an interesting uh, we reached an interesting crossroads with that dialectic earlier today when um, the state of New York has come out now and is saying that they are entering uh, prosecution against against Deutsche Bank for long-term price-fixing of the gold and silver markets. Um, and this is obviously something that is rudimentary, a rudimentary understanding of markets at this point should tell you that HFT Algobots run the prices for gold and silver. I mean, the, the people at the Gold Antitrust Action Committee have done a lot of good work over the course of many years exposing that as fact. I don't think it's up for debate at this point. Sorry. Can you can you explain to um, uh, the listeners that may not know what uh, a bot is in flash trading? So uh, a high-frequency trading bot is essentially just a piece of software that has the ability to trade, in this case, paper contracts on gold and silver many thousands of times per second at precise to the microsecond uh, puts and call options. They have priority over all traders in the market, so little guys sitting at home with their E-Trade account like the puke and baby, uh, that's exactly what you're going to end up like. You're going to end up losing your lunch against these HFTs. So it, it's basically the markets are controlled by pre-programmed algorithms today. Um, and gold and silver are unfortunately one of the uh, two of the biggest, I don't want to say beneficiaries of this, but in a sense they are. Uh, when when the price is moving up, but most time, most of the time, that action's towards the downside. All right. So, um, so what does this symbolize with um, the the prosecution of these um, these people for the for the rigging of the markets? Well, absolutely nothing aside from PR for the BRICS Bank. I mean, this is why this story pisses me off so much, quite frankly. Because if you if you, we look back at the CFTC. When Bart Chilton uh, was given a case, he was the head of the CT CFTC at the time, given a case quantifiably proving that HSBC and J.P. Morgan, through a whistleblower by the name of Andrew McGuire, uh, he'd proven that the gold and silver markets were rigged, but specifically silver, yeah. um, through these HFT algo bots. And Bart Chilton was uh, super, or uh, was pre not preceded, uh, followed by in his chairmanship of the uh, CFTC by a guy by the name of Gary Gensler. Uh, and Gary Gensler is the chief investigator from the CFTC on this gold and silver rigging case. And he's a Goldman Sachs, he was the, an executive director of Goldman Sachs for like 15 years before he went to, to work for the CFTC as a regulator. <laughs> yeah, I thought I remember, I thought I remember following this at one point and, and at least bringing, I probably brought it up on the show once. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it was, 
It was just rooster, a comical rooster, cover up. Yeah, rooster guarding the hen house, just standard yeah. cover up stuff. Yeah, go ahead. And in, in, two, in 2013, it wasn't really the time to to tell the sheeple people of America and and the world at large that you know these prices are rigged and you live in a debt hologram of a market. Uh, whereas in 2016, now that the Shanghai Gold and Silver Exchanges are live, that the renminbi is going to be weighted into the SDR special drawing rights basket later mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to tell people to give some good PR to this BRICS bank, uh, as the SDR is going to be at least partially gold lined um, in the future, based on the policy papers that have been written. Right. So which now, we, which now, which course, you and I have documented here on numerous occasions. Absolutely. I mean, uh, time and time again, it's not even it's not even up for contention at this point. Anyone who says it is this is either, either historically ignorant or is incredibly disingenuous. Um, but at least in, to my eye, the reason that this is going on right now, um, and with the party, the specific parties involved, because every commercial bank is involved at this at some level. There are some that are bigger players than others, but mm-hmm. Deutsche Bank is the one that's really taking it on the nose this round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Deutsche Bank is the world's largest holder of derivatives. They're levered up to the heels. So when the inevitable Financial downturn that's triggered by derivatives comes, uh, and gold and silver are at least allowed to trade freely for a brief period of time. You have not only the largest holder of derivatives holding, but also prosecuted in the court of law as rigors of the only mechanisms that could have potentially warned investors of of the peril to come. Mm -hmm. So. Well, that, that that's the. Well, that actually spring. Oh, that uh, springboards me into one of the clips that I had for today. So I appreciate you uh, giving us that rundown. So, let's talk about um, why so many people are Bernie Sanders fans. Here we go. And new data shows more than 40 percent of people with federal student loans in the United States are either behind on their payments or refusing to pay entirely a noncompliance rate that's raising serious questions about the federal government's ability to ever collect on these debts. One in six people have defaulted entirely. The average student loan debt for last year's college graduates was more than thirty five thousand dollars, making the class of 2015 the most indebted class in U.S. history. Thanks, Obama. Yes, sir. So, what is going to happen, Josh, when all of this comes to a head? Will it come to a head with the derivatives? Is it going to be a a clash? Are we still holding on to our primary thesis that, that this is going to be a slow shearing and maybe incremental steps of a bigger shear, but nothing like um, what we're being told by other m- off-stream media outlets of the the big collapse and the the elites are running for the hills and they're building bunkers and you know all that. Well, I, that's a, it's a great segue in that sense uh, because I, I I think this is like the fundamental difference of opinion that all the alt media has yet to reconcile within itself and it's becoming a real problem with the cognitive dissonance is not just the speed is this a process is this a slow burn as someone like Catherine Austin Fitz would say or is this a cataclysmic apocalypse type you know vision of the future mm-hmm. but uh, we we see people not being able to re- mentally reconcile this idea that they they know that 
global politics is controlled at some level by hidden a hidden hand that they don't really have the ability to interact with. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, envisioning a system where this hidden hand is somehow scared of the bubbles that it's created for itself. <laughs> it makes no sense. It, 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 I mean, the, it, I don't understand how people become so, excuse my French, fucking stupid and play the coin. Because, Jake, as I sit here, I'm looking looking at a response to uh, this article that we were talking about earlier about silver market manipulation. And whether it's the student loan bubble or the derivatives bubble or the subprime auto loan bubble or the reinflated housing bubble in places like San Francisco and Vancouver and Austin where, you know, they've they've blown all this crap up from from TARP money and now foreign cash coming in. um, it, It doesn't matter which, you know, spark ultimately ignites the flame or how hot it burns or for how long. The fact the fact of the matter is it's all going to burn. Yeah. But we're looking at a group of people who, like, for example, this comment here, and this is something that you hear a lot, Jake. This guy says, Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until you're hit in the mouth. In this case, the powers that be are forced to change the system and adapt. You've laid out their plan, but it's not because the powers that be want change. They own everything now. It's because they are forced to make this plan to change. So the the general consensus, Jake, in the cognitive dissonant addled mind of alt media viewers, hold on, is He's... that for some reason, yeah, China <laughs> China has is so smart and the West is so stupid, and they are now being forced to fold this system into a gold backed SDR. <laughs> that this is that this is an organic process. Oh man! Yeah, be, it, because the people the that, people that that develop financial instruments have IQs around room temperature, and you're a genius because that's what happens. Well, it's just think about that quote, Jake. It's not because the powers that be want change. It's because they are forced to make a plan. Forced by who? For, forced by what? who and how? Exactly. Forced uh, by who? And by how? Yeah, how evidence, they create? They create? They create the money out of nothing. They create debt out of um, keystrokes, ones and zeros. Yeah. How? Are, what? Well, are you going to rewrite history now? Was it? Was it not Mao Zedong who was put in uh, as as a communist revolutionary by Yale in China, giving yeah. him his first platform as a as a newspaper uh, stumper, but to to get garner political cra- clout as you controlled demolition Chiang Kai Shek and the former revolutionaries that you used for the twenty years before? Hey, man. Uh, you, or, or is it a conspiracy theory, Jake, to believe that Henry Kissinger and, and Tricky Dick Nixon walked over to China on behalf of the Rockefellers and opened that place up for Sinopec to become or for Standard Oil to become Sinopec? Is it a conspiracy theory to say that tech companies from the nineties on forward rebuilt China with American intellectual property and American capital uh, into this, you know, New World Order Borg beehive? I mean, are these conspiracy theories, Jake? Uh, or is this just is this just history staring you in the face? I'm sorry, but well, <laughs> here, up. here, here, here's what I think it is. How long's it been since you had a big old steaming bowl? Yes. <laughs> well, that's too long. Thank you, Alex Jones. Um, yeah, that guy's full of it. Well, what a what an intellectually weak argument, pretending like the the pretending somehow. That the one percent has, or the uh, the ninety nine percent has any power, 
You don't. You don't have any power. You don't have any leverage. You have nothing. You work in their system. You live in their system. You have no leverage. Get over it. It's kind of like the um, the hacker said at a conference in 2000, like one of the top hackers in the world said in a conference in 2010, he goes, you have no privacy. Now get over that. Just get over it. You don't have any privacy. You can try stop gaps, but you will never have privacy again because you guys let it go. So... Yeah. Unless you want to get unless you want to get serious about taking back, but that requires some drastic measures. Well, but that that sounds just, like a lot of well, I, that sounds like a lot of work. That's a lot of work. How much of how much of this, Jake? Do you think is related to just this general trend of subjective thinking and solipsism in alt media, especially because I, I, I think so many people get to this point where they re, they realize that things are so controlled and and so, so secretive. That they almost resign themselves to this point of complacency, like, oh well, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds—they control everything. And you know, what what does it mean if what does it matter if I you know look into forensic history and find out exactly the mechanics by which this is done because it's already happening anyways? But it's in that state of complacency that we, you know, as well as I, that the alternative media has a lot of great information, but a lot of nonsense as well. Oh well, that should be. So, uh, go ahead. But in that in that period of cognitive dissonance you can kind of assemble from this wide array of nonsense and fact and fiction all mixed in and hand select like like a christian selecting passages of uh, of the of scripture that that fit their worldview you Romans can kind of 13, like maybe yeah you can i in 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 very in very much the same way that modern christianity is uh is uh, a a smattering of occult and judaic teachings thrown into a book as a slave religion you can almost alt media viewers do that to themselves, sure. By picking out the bits of alt media that they appreciate and then forming a worldview around that. Mm-hmm. And you know, here I am trying to tell people in the gold and silver community that look, just because you know the West is about to burn, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to see this huge price explosion or that you're going to have freely traded markets or that the bricks are your friend. Mm-hmm. It just means that this is monetary history replaying itself. These people are so devoted to the idea that this this theory that they were sold of sound not the theory it's there is something a lot to be said for sound weights and measures in your money, but that doesn't mean that sound weights and measures aren't manipulated ten ways a Sunday. Right. Well, you know, you and I had I I don't know we both went through similar maturations of understanding uh, economics. I guess mine was a little bit more. Um, slower than yours when I was still kind of um, wrapped up around the gold standard and understanding that and and just with the with the rise of cryptocurrencies I see a way out now what the danger is is since it's open source and and since we have so many different people with hands in it it does lean itself to getting soaked up by um, something like Ethereum, you know, that you turned me on to, which I I thought was extremely terrifying. But, you know, giving giving the opportunity for the conglomerates to come in and monopolize, um, once again, monopolize currency and trade again, which is in essence what we've got. I mean, they have a monopoly over currency and trade, whether it's through foreign trade agreements, whether it's through currency manipulation, through... Um, through the the rigging of assets like um, gold and silver, you, you can you can really just draw parallels to that and 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 the monopoly over energy and, and that's where we're at. So it's either 
we can restore the society. We can restore, you know, I will. I don't want to say libertarian principles because that's a, that's kind of a misnomer. You can restore the power back to the individual and to the purchaser and take it away from these oligarchs. But the only way that you're going to do that is by having a system that's outside of theirs. Um, like you said, you know, going in and competing in their space doesn't really do us any good. Um, posting videos to YouTube doesn't do us any good. Um, that's still utilizing their platform. So that's why I'm trying my platform to get away from any anybody's uh, sense of uh, sponsors or censorship or um, or manipulating of numbers. I've I saw it many many times with Blog Talk. I don't know if that was their algorithms. Or if it was my content or a little bit of both, I'm not really sure. But when we have to think about what we really want a society to be, it's exactly like what you said, Josh. You have to figure out what you want. You have to figure out a plan to get there. And then you have to be disciplined in order to carry out that plan. And what happens is you have a lot of people in, in the libertarian movement, in the freedom movement, in the liberty movement that get discouraged one time. And then they just give up and just say, well, the system's easy. I'll just do that. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to hear. And, and that may be the case. But you you can't go down without trying to at least get people to pay attention, trying to get people to understand forensic history. Uh, try different approaches. I took a in-your-face approach um, a couple of years ago with a lot of people in my family. It didn't work out too well. And, Josh, you, you experienced this as well because you and I have the same, I guess um, – uh, passion about this kind of information and we want people to get it we want people to sit down and talk with us and, and share a drink and and have a conversation but when they start just copying out and using talking points it frustrates us because there's not a conversation to be had I, I might as well be talking to Siri or to you know okay Google or something like that um, but the only way that we get out of this system is removing ourselves from the system that they've created. And that's why the, the comment that guy made earlier just makes absolutely zero sense. It's, well, we forced it on him. We forced what on him? We forced him to go to a digital currency system that they were going to go to anyway. We forced him to go to a cashless society that's already on the books, you know, for 2025. You forced all these things. Great job. You forced them right into what they wanted to do. You did a heck of a job. Yeah, and and that the Rothschild family has leased their gold to the East uh, because they're benevolent, not because they're just moving their stash. Yeah, to the to the next controlled population. Yeah, because it's, once again, once again, you who have studied this for two or three years, whatever, will give you, uh, will will give you an even uh, a bigger piece of the pie. You've you've watched YouTube videos for five years and you've read a couple of books, and now you're smarter than the ruling class somehow. Okay. That created the society that you live in, that created the financial instruments that you live in, that created the debt bubbles, that shear the debt bubbles, that profit on the way up and the way down. Yeah, you're smarter than they are, and you know what? We've won. So it makes you, if you can give yourself that moral self-licensing to check out and feel like you have victory, then go right ahead. But It's this – it's a sense of deep defeatism is the, is the only way you can describe it. Yeah, I would say honest- – they honestly believe, Jake, that the only way out of their doldrums is for someone else to come save them, whether that's an, a collapse, yep. whether that's a collapse event or Vladimir Putin or Donald Trump. They want Daddy to come save them, and they don't even see it like that. No. So it's to the point where I, what I'm all I'm doing here is post 
policy paper after policy paper saying, look, if you accurately want to see what's coming in the future, then maybe you should just read the dry, boring policy paper from the people who are scripting your future because they're not, they don't have a new to tell you. And it's not that long. Most of them are, you know, a so few they pages. Can to be a little bit. I'm sorry. I, I twenty twenty five at most, and it, I mean it's dry, boring, glorious news speech. Yeah, you you kind of cut out a little bit. What did you say there at but the it's end? Not, it's, I was just saying it's it's dry, boring, it's globalist news speech, but it's not hard to understand. Like you can take I mean, it's it's just the gold and silver one. I to keep harping on it and feel free to cut me off and move on to the next segment but it's just it's an, it's such an obvious one because here are these policy papers from 2009 on forward saying from the people's bank of china to chatham house to the imf to the bank for international settlements all saying the same thing yep if the dollar fails we're going to fold it all into a gold-backed sdr system china are you willing to offer up your gold yes we are uh we'd like to be in the sdr can you reweight us sure at the same time, these things are being said by policy papers and forensic documentation. You have this army of alternative media loudmouths screaming about how China is going to take over the world economy with a gold-backed yuan. And now we sit in 2016, where's that gold-backed yuan? It's nowhere. It's not even close to being on the horizon. Where's China's addition to the SDR basket, though? That happened last December. Yep, and it goes into effect, what, 2017? No, the later this year. It oh, goes into effect the same week that yeah. China takes over the... That's right. The top, yeah, they take over the control of the... Take over the reins. ...at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about it's all that. So, it's just so obvious. No, it's not, Josh. That's coincidental history. That exists. Coincidental history exists. So... All right, so it looks like we got your audio back to full power now, and um, I think it's time, Josh. I think it is... Now time for um, everybody's favorite game show, the Alex Jones NLP Game Show, brought to you by We Are Not Cattle Radio, and I am your host, Jake Counts, and with us today is Josh Wiley. Josh, thank you so much for being a contestant on the Alex Jones NLP Show. We have three topics for you to choose from tonight. We have fear, half-truth. Or wild card, which would you choose, Josh? Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jake. I think I will start this show off as exciting as possible and choose wild card. All right. Well, the wild card question for 200 SDRs is <laughs> InfoWars is more credible than which two news sources? The New York Times, the Boston Globe, or the Chicago Tribune? That is a trick question, Jake. It is actually D, all of the above. Let's see if he's right, everybody. Let's go to the tape. And that's in the Chicago Tribune. We, we, we wrote a boil-down story showing other newspapers saying the same thing around the country and around the world. Just so you know, it's not one little isolated incident. That's why an Infowars.com story is so much better than, say, a New York Times article or a Chicago Tribune. Oh, it was only two of the three. So, uh, unfortunately... say and others. So I feel like I should get those SDRs, but if they're not the partially gold-backed ones, I guess that's okay. I'll give you a millennial coin. Okay. All right. So, um... 
What's what's the conversion rate? I don't know. So continuing, what is um? Oh, sorry, we got some audio mix up. So continuing, Josh, what would you now prefer? Would you prefer half truth or fear? Get me good and scared. All right, fear. Oh, the fear is a little bit of a longer truth or a longer clip. But man, is this good. Everybody, as we always say here, For God's sake, strap yourselves down! Oh man, why is the country so... Why is the world so pathetic? You look at these yuppies and these trendies and all of them. I mean, they are entitled. They're anti-free speech. They're arrogant. They think they own you and your family. They hate just anything decent and call themselves liberals. They will be like piranha. The Pentagon's done studies, so have the British, so have other. The Russians did studies. They all found the same thing. Within three or four days of no food or water, without three days of no water, people die. But within three or four days of, of, of reduced food and water, most people turn to robbery. Within 10 days, over 90% turn to murder. And within 16 days, almost 100% turn to cannibalism. Oh, yeah. Like 97, 98, depending on which national study in wartime scenarios or in collab zones the other three percent four percent they commit suicide thanks obama you go into a house and the family's hung and you know the dogs have been killed with a gun and the people are dead and then the people eat them as a meal uh so i don't know i might i might actually eat people for my kids for a while i thought there was some light at the end of the tunnel hmm gotta think about those things that's why and I wouldn't go out and hunt people, I guess, at first. But people were trying to kill me to eat me. I would try to kill them to eat them. You know what? I'm not being tongue-in-cheek here, but these are the discussions people have to have here. Now, I don't know. I'd probably do anything for my girls. I, I, got, a, I, got, a, I got a life force instinct. It's, it, it gets downright evil at, the, at kind of at certain areas, doesn't it? Doesn't yours? What do you think of these people that can't skin bucks or run trot lines and have never been in a fight and never had a broken bone? What are they going to do when stuff collapses? They're going to run around like screaming lemmings off the edge of cliffs, foaming at the mouth. Let's go to a cl- clip here. Oh, but at first, the government's got food stored everywhere to make everybody submit. It's going to roll it out to them at the emergency centers. And there'll be troublemakers that are locked up at the emergency centers, which the Army now calls re-education camps. And then... They'll all be fed by the government and do whatever the government says, and they'll be the howling, arrogant mobs stomping around, demanding nationalization of this, nationalization of that. For a nation to fall, it has to be made morally bankrupt. And, baby, you can stick a fork in us. We're done. Thanks, Obama. All right, Josh. So we have one clip. That's, that's some pretty intense stuff, right? It would be very difficult to hang a dog. I'm glad he changed it to shooting. <laughs> caught himself (laughs) all right so we are almost done here so now we are ready for the alex jones half truth is everybody ready this is actually a longer clip but no this is a shorter clip just in a wave file all right everybody alex jones and the half truth remember it's only fear if you believe it the population is of the globe now you have a major meltdown it will be catastrophic beyond our i'm going to start this again this wasn't high enough 
This is actually the continuation as, as, of the fear. As modern and as urban as the population is of the globe now, you have a major meltdown. It will be catastrophic beyond our imaginings because of the immorality, the domestication, the ignorance, the stupidness. The ignorance and the stupidness of who, Josh? Can you guess? For a millennial coin, who would be ignorant and stupid? I'll, I'll give you a hint. One of their heroes is running for president. Who would be ignorant and stupid? Is it the, the communists or the socialists or the liberal yuppies? I guess they're all the same thing. Let's find out. Of the average Bernie Sanders supporter. The average Hillary supporter. But also the average soft Republican. I mean, you go out. There's, you there's your half-truth, everybody. Look at the soft people. And look, I'm not bragging. Compared to really tough people, I'm not that tough. But you know, Wait, wait, wait. Alex Jones is about to tell us how not tough he is, Josh. Are you ready for how not tough Alex Jones is? Well, let's hear it. I can, I can deadlift 400 pounds, you know, six, seven, eight times. More than that, except my hands tear open. Oh, hate it when that happens. I mean, I can hike 30 miles with a pack on my back right now. Average person. Wouldn't even think about doing that. No, I know not how tough. to get fresh water. I know how to get fresh game. I know, and I've got storable foods and medical gear. Because if there's a small chance this could happen, I've got to be ready. Folks, there's a guaranteed chance we're going to have a meltdown, but it's going to be controlled, and they're going to roll out the FEMA camps and the food and the socialism and the reengineering of society. It's such a diabolical, sickening, cloward, and piven plan writ large across the world. What's that plan? One of many. It's public. Create such a welfare state of domesticated people, things collapse, and then use that to bring in a new order of control with the servile slaves that never knew what it was like to go out and shoot a squirrel or go out and pick wild vegetables and feed yourself. They, folks, they can't have their shoelaces. Trendies are into not having shoelaces. They're into being jellyfish. They're into being fools. It's their religion is to be filth. Oh, uh, was that not? Hold on, let me close out the segment here. Let me close it out. Oh. Yep, that is going to do it for your Alex Jones NLP for the week. Thank you to Josh Wiley for participating once again. Josh will walk away with 100 SDRs at the beginning of 2017, which will probably be worth 37 cents, Josh. American. Well, hopefully. Hopefully, in the new Treasury dollar that's been devalued, I can I can at least get a healthy exchange rate. Should I tell my story about who I met today and got a selfie with? Oh my goodness! Absolutely, with the last eleven minutes. Yeah. All right. So wait. I think I have one. Do I have one more clip? Hold on. Oh wait. Let's um. Yeah. You know what? Let me go to this, and then if I got time, I'll I'll do this as a as kind of a throwaway. It's it's really nice. Um. So today I went to a uh, a luncheon. Uh, I won't. Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter who the luncheon was for. It was a great organization. I I really appreciated what they did. Uh, but the keynote speaker um, was the Fed chair, or not the Fed chair. It was the treasurer of the United States um, from nineteen or two thousand and eight to two thousand and nine. And hold on, I'm pulling up her name right here because I will forget. Um, let's see. Her name is Rosie Rios 
Um, she was a uh, she was a Harvard graduate, which you know, check off one of the one of the pieces of the puzzle there. Uh, she served as the 23rd Treasurer of the United States. She has direct oversight of the U.S. Mint and the Federal Bureau of Engraving and Printing and Fort Knox. So I guess she now oversees invisible um, gold and silver. And I wonder she, if she, she, she put the tungsten in the bars herself. <laughs> and she was a key liaison with the Federal Reserve. Wasn't that nice? All right. So she got up and um, gave a very nice speech and was very um, – she was a very proud nationalist. She loved her um, loved her Latina heritage, which um, I don't I don't knock anybody for loving their heritage and where they come from and, and their culture. I think that that's fantastic. I think it should be celebrated. But there was a interesting gaffe that was let out, and I was the only person that got the gaffe and almost wanted to throw up in my lunch. Where she began to uh, talk about how great the world was becoming and how free the world was becoming and how democratic it was becoming around the world. We are having uh, elections in um, elections in um, uh, we're having elections in Saudi Arabia. Warning, warning, bullshit alert. We're having elections in um we're having elections in Iran, and uh, look at what the Arab Spring did and how beneficial that was. Warning, warning, bullshit alert. And I had probably 300 people in this luncheon were um, all clapping when she said that. And I was the only one that was extremely disgusted, almost to the point where I was vocal about it. But I was representing my company, so I didn't want to say anything. But um, to, um, to end the occasion... As uh, as everything starts wrapping up at this luncheon, uh, she's um, taking pictures with some of the people that wanted to meet her and uh, say that they got to meet somebody from the power structure, I guess, or whatever. And um, Josh, I think that I could really be a great investigative journalist because I acted like a total yuppie and um, saw her getting kind of, sh- you know, um, scurried off um and she was intercepted by this one lady that wanted to talk to her for a little bit so she took a picture with her and my friend's like well i guess we're and he's like well i guess we're not going to get to to see take a picture with her and um in the meantime in the line i had um, a couple of people behind me from turner broadcasting and uh, i said what do you guys do for turner and one of the girls says oh, i am in charge of you know media sales for blah 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 and i'm like oh that's really nice and she says uh, yeah i work for cnn she's really proud of herself works for cnn and uh, she goes you know we're um we we report on both sides of the aisle so we're really different than the other news organizations some of them have an agenda and I said, are you trying to tell me that a cable news network may have an agenda to sell programming and advertising? And she did not understand the joke. So she was relatively young, too. So she's still well, kind of... Well, Jake, because, you know, well, news isn't a complex mosaic of pieces that need to be assembled from a great many viewpoints and perspectives and, you know, primary sources. And then to discuss all of them at once and see what untold water. It's really two sides, just two. It's all you need, just just the two. Yeah, and uh, so least, they they report both sides of the aisle, uh, so they got everything at least covered. That <laughs> so after um, once we get to um, once we get to the point where the um, the treasurer is about to leave, I 
I look at my friend and there's all these other people in line. And they're like, oh, I guess she's leaving. Oh, we won't get to take a picture with her. And I look over and this is how dumb these people are. Just do some deductive reasoning. Where is she going to go? Is she going to teleport out of here? No, she's probably going to walk through the only set of doors there. So I just go and walk and stand over by the doors. And when she comes up, I run over like a just kind of a sycophantic person. Not really, you know, not overly aggressive, but, you know, kind of happy and smiling. And I say, you know, I know you're trying to leave, but can I just get a selfie? And she goes, oh, yeah, sure. So I now have a picture with um, one of the people that was uh, in the driver's seat. As the ship went awry. But she was very proud of herself. As well you should be. You you accomplished a lot for yourself. Not necessarily the policies. But you did a lot for yourself. And that was very good of you to move up the ladder like that. But um, she did have the Carly Fiorina uh, look going on, Josh. So had a couple, a couple of rounds of Botox rocking. But that, That's always a good one. But you know, it is you know, what it is. All you, right, you you really you got to have a poker face when you're selling out the company or the the. <laughs> oh, that was actually a good one. You get both coins for that. That yeah. was a Freudian slip if I ever heard one. Yeah, when you're selling out the country through your company. Yep. There you go. Right. What was she not the 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 CEO of Alcatel Lucent during those uh, Lucent technology. Uh, technology handovers during the Clinton administration. She may have been. I don't oh, know. Oh, wait. She was. And then she did it again with Hewlett-Packard a few years later. But, hey. Don't worry about that, everybody. Nothing that's to a, see that's here. That's a conspiracy theory. The Chiners, they're just so much smarter than us, and that's why that's why the evil West, the great Satan of the West must burn, and the Phoenix of the East must, must rise, and it's not a cultic at all. It's just That's just how things work. Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, 15 minutes Fucking left. morons. Oh, yeah, baby. Wow, that was a, that's a double coin. That was a very nice. All right, so now we have another we have another segment that um, I have to pull up my theme music because I didn't get a chance to download it. Uh, let's see, because when I went to um, when I went to actually purchase the content for the theme music, it was um, it was a bad quality, and I was not going to pay a dollar. I was going to pay the person the rights to do it. You know, for the one dollar for our um, for our theme music, and this is probably going to be the one time segment. Um, and that is wow, where it, uh, did it go? Here, hold on. And that's called Josh predicts the future. And, hold on, let me pull up our theme song here. We have um, slow internet here in the in the <laughs> world of The Walking Dead. So here we go. Everybody ready? Josh predicts the future. As we're still booting up here. And we're probably going to get an ad. Wow, that was really loud. All right. So, Josh will predict the future, everybody. And it is regarding the cashless society. All right. Josh, are you ready? Uh, yeah, I like that one. Okay, good. All right. Well, we'll keep it. If you want, we can move that to the Alex Jones NLP. That can be the... Uh, Oh, no, that one's already perfect. It's got the whole Johnny Carson 70s game show vibe going on. Okay, great. All right, so at least we're working on the content. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I never do this, people, and I really should. Um, 45 minutes into my show. Um, donate to us if you like what we do here. If you want to support us, go to the website wearenotcattle.net, click on the Donate button, and donate whatever you like. $5 is one that we put on there just as an arbitrary number. If you want to donate $0.15, cents, that's fine. 
If you want to donate more, that is fine as well. And also feel free to email me with feedback, wearenotcattle at gmail.com. And follow me at Twitter at wearenotcattle, the number one. And, um, yeah, I've been active on Facebook for about two days. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to be doing that anymore. So just to promote um, me trying to get the movie Vax to come to Atlanta. In the works of trying to get interviews with uh, Dr. Wakefield and a couple of the other actors in the movie. Um, not actors, but uh, participants in the documentary. And um, so I'll stay tuned for that. That might be coming up in the next couple of weeks. But so now we are going to go to the part of the show where Josh predicts the future. Josh, your question, sir. Yes. You are going to roll out the cashless society, but you are going to have... Mm, let's say four major selling points in a positive light of the cashless society. What would the cashless society look like? And I'll give you a hint. This has to do with using fingerprints to purchase and sell goods. What do you think? What would be right. a good selling point? Uh, can for, you want four selling points? Yep, four positive selling points. Well, and one of them is related to that. Well, you know, it'd be the biometric security and targeted ads might be all rolled up into one as as convenience dir- directly tied to your personage. Now, I'm uh, just looking for um, sales pitch. Like, if you're going to sell this to somebody uh, using fingerprints as a currency, is the name of the article. So, what? would be some selling points of using your fingerprints as a currency. Well, they'd, they'd call it more secure, uh, which I, I don't know if that's the case. Certainly more convenient. That's two. Uh-huh. We're getting there. Yeah. Lower cost, I would say, has got to be wrapped in there, up in there somewhere. There we go. And uh, speed of use. Speed of transactions. All right. I think we have a winner here. And so now I will actually read the article. Starting this summer, and once again, Josh has predicted the future. He gets two millennial coins. And, um... Buckle up, citizen. Yep. We still got to work out that conversion rate, man. Uh, yeah. If I I want to cash these millennial coins out at some point. You you probably should... uh, Inflation's a bitch. I'll just say that. All right. So it is an inherently inflationary currency, though, isn't it? Yeah, digital digital inflationary currency, uh, digital made up inflationary currency. Well, shoot, they're all made up currencies. Anyway, um, starting this summer, the government will test a system in which foreign tourists, the convenience, will be able to verify their identities and buy things at stores using only their fingerprints. Now, this is the government of Japan, correct? Correct. The government hopes to increase the number of foreign tourists by using the system to prevent crime and relieve the users from the necessary from the necessary necessity of carrying cash or credit cards. It aims to realize this system by 2020 Tokyo Olympics and Paralympic Games. The experiment will will have inbound tourists register their fingerprints and other data such as credit card information at airports and elsewhere. Because that'll never trickle back to your home country, I promise. Tourists would then be able to conduct tax exemption procedures and make their purchases um, purchases after verifying their identities by placing two fingers on special devices installed at stores. 
Inns and hotels are requ- um, require wait. Inns and hotel laws require foreign tourists to show their passports when they check in to um, Roanoke inns or hotels. The government plans to substitute fingerprint authentication for that requirement. A total of 300 souvenir shops, hotels, restaurants, and other establishments will participate in the experiment. They are located in areas that are popular among foreign tourists, such as, and I'll just skip all the different cities because it's not relevant. The government plans to gradually expand this experiment by next spring to cover areas including tourist sites uh, in other regions like Nagano. Uh, It... Oh, excuse me. It hopes to realize this system throughout the country, including Tokyo, by 2020. Introducing this system as part of the government efforts to increase the annual number of tourists to 40 million by 2020. It aims to demonstrate the country's advanced technology by having tourists use this system when they visit Tokyo for the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympic Games. Data concern or data concerning. How and where the tourists use the system will be managed by a consultative body led by the government. After the data is converted to anonymous big data. Oh, yeah. It's going to be anonymous. Hold on. How long has it been since you had a big old steaming bowl? (laughs) P.S. Yeah, there you go. After analyzing tourist movements and, and their spending habits, um, meaning tracking and tracing you, but they analyze your spending habits and movements, it sounds much less invasive. The data is expected to be utilized to devise policies on tourism management strategies in the tourism industries. Yes, the old adage of big data. However, there are some concerns with tourists who are uneasy about providing personal information such as fingerprints. The experiment will examine issues including how to how to protect one's privacy and information management. Attempts to put similar systems in practice or into practical use are underway at a, a bank and a theme park in Japan. Last and I think they use this at Disney World, but I'll give you a report on that because I think I'm going this year. October last year, um, some theme park introduced a trial basis, similar system in which visitors can make payments just using their fingerprints at about 30 stores and restaurants. An official from the theme park said the system has been well received by slaves, I mean customers, including those children. It since it saves them the trouble of taking out their wallets. By the end of the month, they're the earliest Tokyo-based Aeon Bank or Aeon Bank, excuse me will become the first bank in Japan to test the system with its customers who will be able to withdraw cash from the automated teller machines using only their fingerprints for identification, omitting the use for cash cards. Uh, The official from the bank said the system is also superior in the area of security, such as preventing people from impersonating others. And that is the end of the article. And now, Josh, ladies and gentlemen... And I did not tell him, Josh. Did I tell you anything about this at all before? Not we go? in the slightest. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is only one thing that you can really do at this point. Here's what I would do: I'd sit in cow manure, and I'd spread it all over my body. That's what I would do. And I'm not kidding. I'm not laughing. Thanks, Obama. So, that is uh, that's Josh's favorite clip, by the way, on the <laughs> soundboard. That's why I had to use it right there. So, what do you think, uh, man, Josh? 
it's you're getting too good at this. I, I think you I think you need to stop reading books. It's a good segment. I mean, this is why I'm just getting so bored with all of this stuff, Jake. It's very tragic, but it's like almost uh, I I chide these people for their sense of complacency, but I'm developing my own in a in an almost you know reverse manner, but it's still there. Yeah, I agree. And um, so for for all of you that listen to the show on a regular basis that have stuck with me through the um, through the hoppings around of the show and becoming a little bit less consistent. I'm hopefully bringing you something different with this new format that we're trying to run here. Uh, yes, it is somewhat of a homage to the No Agenda show, uh, utilizing sound effects, utilizing clips. But um, we're trying to develop a platform to where you can bring people in who are already listening to alternative media and get them to even question that. As we've uh, pointed out so many times on this show before, whether it's Veterans Today or whether it's, um, whether it's uh, InfoWars or um, the Drudge Report or any of those things, not so much Drudge because that's more of an aggregator. But get people to really dive into the information that they're receiving. Filter through, and remember, rise above the rhetoric. Filter through all the BS that's coming at you. And really get to the root of what's going on. And the only way to get to the root of what's going on is not look at the distractions, not look at what um, what the talking heads say, not look at what the, the paid-off reporters say. None of that stuff matters. If you understand the overarching goal, Josh didn't know what the article about the cashless society was. He just knows the selling points for it and can argue both ways. And that's where you need to be. If you want to really understand what is about to happen. Now, is that meaning that we're going to have some kind of financial ruin? I'm not a future predictor. I'm just here to try to point out the inconsistencies with the system, the the challenges that we face as a society as a whole, and the overarching problem that we face, which is unity. And the only way that we can achieve unity is if we can get people to pay attention to the information that is pertinent and not the information that is distractionary or is sent to or is put in front of you to lead you down some path. Josh, um, your, final, your final thoughts on this and uh, just a quick question before your final thoughts. At what time would you guess that the Alex Jones Fear segment aired? Within a three-hour show, at what point do you think that it would air? Uh, well, between hours, you know, in the in the second the second hour segment is probably when it's ramped up the most. Wow, that was pretty close. Minute forty-six. It was coming out of that forty-five-minute break. So, so he's j- ramp. Ramping into it at the commercial break. There that was it. The and crescendo. Then, yep, and then you heard the continuation of it, how he went through the half-truth and then um, and then dumped it off at the break. I mean, guys, if you haven't figured out that that operation is a real operation and he is an excellent person that or an excellent deliverer of content, listen how his cadence works. <laughs> Subliminal messages about submitting to fear in his documentary right and where he talked about how these people hate you watch where he puts emphasis on uh, emphasis on the words yeah he might be trying to draw attention to it you might be able to make that argument but it's far too consistent i mean all you had to do was say that anybody that is not awake has these same characteristics who is it bernie sanders fans hillary clinton fans you're part of the divide and conquer 
It's part of the divide and conquer. Don't fall for it, people. Unite with humanity. Look for freedom. Find freedom. Let's be free again. Spread freedom throughout the world. Josh, your final thoughts. Read policy papers. Or if you don't want to read policy papers, then visit statelesshomesteading.com where I literally read for you. I underline the important parts in, in highlighted red, and then I break down paragraph by paragraph how you're being fucked 12 ways to Sunday by a global cartel that is global, people, global. It's not, there are no saviors. Kill your saviors, kill your idols, and build a future that you can live in for yourself, for your family, for your friends. And that's, that's my end note. I'm sorry. I'm very, I'm angry. That's <laughs> all right. And we'll get whiskey, Josh, one time. So uh, everybody wish, um, wish Josh uh, good vibes and um, safe travels on his journey. Uh, your host will be back next week uh, running the show solo. And so it will be a lot of news coverage, a lot of uh, audio clips, and uh, some analysis and maybe even some, um, some much-needing monologuing from myself to kind of spill my guts to you, the audience, and um, my loyal listeners. And thank you so much. Thanks for sharing the message of, uh, of liberty and of you know, self-evaluation and self-mastery. We are all on this journey together in this you know, three-dimensional space when space-time that we exist. And remember, people, time is a construct of human uh, intellect. It is nothing to do with um, any sort of measurement. It has only been crafted by human beings so we can have our lives stolen from us incrementally. It's kind of crazy. That's it for the show, everybody. Remember, get a friend, get informed, get involved, rise above this nonsense rhetoric, and we'll see you next time. Peace, love, and liberty. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.